I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd and welcome to the Spiritual Laws of Nature. And right now we're in a series called the Top 10 Spiritual Laws. And that's exactly what they are. Now they're not in any particular order, but doing this, uh, this teaching every week for about 16 years, these 10 have been the most popular from our listeners' point of view. Now, I've already done the ones I think are the most important with uh, the greatest principle and the foundational, probably about 30 teachings that I've already done that I would consider, you know, really foundational and critical to the most people. Uh, these are the ones our listeners said um, they got the most out of and uh, that sort of thing. And, and the one today is how to be a person of substance. Okay? And what does that mean even? When, when you hear that phrase, a person of substance, what do you think? Well, if you like movies like I do, you might immediately think of people who are really rich and wealthy and powerful in politics and stuff like that, okay? But I don't think that's what it means at all. In fact, I think sometimes the people that are in those situations are of less substance than the average. But how do you be a person of substance? I want to do an exercise with you. It's very simple. Uh, do this with me unless you're driving or something. I don't want you to wreck. But I'd like you to take about 30 seconds and think about what do you believe that other people say about you when you aren't around right now? Uh, not when you were a kid, right now. What do you think people say about you, including your family and those close to you, when you're not around? All right? Take about 30 seconds and just think about that and, and see how that feels to you. Does it feel good or does it feel, oh boy, I don't want to know what that is. Okay, thank you. Now, let's do another one. Let's take about 20 seconds this time and I want you to think about when you're alone at night in a closed room, how do you feel about yourself? Okay? So take about 20 seconds and think about that. How do you truly, to the bottom of the barrel, the core of your being, feel about yourself? Alright? Do that for about 20 seconds. All right, thank you. Now, last one. Imagine yourself at the end of your life, okay, on the rocking chair on the porch or in the recliner or traveling around the world or however you picture yourself at the end of your life if things continue to go the way they're going now, all right? What I want you to imagine is at the end of your life, 
how will you feel about yourself and your life at the end of your life if you keep going the same direction you're going now? Take just about 15 seconds and think about that. Picture that and how that feels. All right. So I guess the question, first of all, is do you want to be a person of substance? Okay? Um, I was speaking at a big uh, uh, international health thing in uh, California about 10 years ago. Thousands and thousands of people there. And um, I was one of a number of speakers. And one of the speakers was um, way, way, way more famous than me. I mean, he was like a household name. I'm not really famous at all, except in very little small circles. But this guy was like a household name, super wealthy. I mean, if I said his name now, my guess is 99% of you would immediately know who that is. All right? And so when he spoke, I made a point to be there. I wanted to hear him speak. So I, I, because I was one of the speakers, I was backstage and oh, just a fabulous speech and people bought all kinds of his stuff and you know, all that. I got to meet him and shake his hand and that was cool for me and everything. But then something very strange happened. I started to hear uh, cursing and screaming and yelling and belittling other people. Uh, really bad stuff uh, somewhere backstage. And, um, you know, I was a therapist for years, so I guess that part of me got uh, kicked in and, and I started walking around. And what I found absolutely shocked me. Okay? It was the speaker that I had admired who was the household name and probably considered a person of huge substance to almost everybody. And he had, uh, when, he, when he finished his speech, he had gone backstage and gone down a hallway and a stairwell that kind of dead-ended to where I guess he thought nobody could hear him. All right? And got on his cell phone. And I mean, this was immediately after his speech about health and wellness and how we treat other people. I, I mean, great stuff. And he was absolutely cussing whoever was on the other end of that phone. He was cussing them out up and down. I'd never heard some of the words he was using. It was chilling, really. And the thing he was upset about them with was they had put in or, or delivered the wrong tile to his new kitchen remodel. And I mean, he was just off the reservation. And that immediately struck me because there was a public persona that, yeah, I, I thought was a really wonderful top-tier person of substance but now what I'm witnessing is that may not be true at all. That may be an act. 
that may be an image. And um, by the way, after that, I, I had a couple of other occasions where our paths crossed, and uh, several other people told me that, yeah, what, what you see up front is not what's really there uh, behind the curtain. Well, let me just tell you, that is, that is no way to live. And, and I know what's going to happen if he doesn't change his course. He's going to get to the end of his life and be crushed with regret. Because I've worked with a lot of seniors and that's what tends to happen. Um, so that's my first question for you. Are you living as an authentic person, first of all? Oh, we were talking about substance. Now we're taking a step back. Are you living as an authentic person? What do I mean by that? I mean that you're the same person on stage at the podium as you are behind the curtain. You're the same person to, uh, to people as you are inside in your own thoughts and feelings and emotions and things like that. Okay? If you're not, if you're trying to live your life with one foot here and one foot here in two different places and the outward persona is to get what I need the inward persona is kind of what I'm battling with and my habits and addictions and, and things like that. Let me tell you, that will, that will kill you a day at a time from the inside out, tr living two lives that are in conflict. Okay? Um, when I've worked with the elderly, one of the, uh, one of the analogies I've used with them is if I had a, ma had a magic wand that I could tap on your shoulder and you would go you could go back to a place in your life and start over from there okay would you do it and the responses to that have almost every single time shocked me because about 9 out of 10 will immediately start weeping. Before they even, before a word comes out of their mouth, they'll start weeping. Okay? Now, one in ten doesn't. They're, they're yeah, yeah, I, I think I've done about the best I can. Yeah, I, no, I wouldn't do that. I think I'm ready to go. All right? But nine out of ten, they aren't. They would give anything to go back. Well, why are they wanting to go back? I, I would say it's this simple. Because they prioritize things in their life in order to get a new house or in order to accomplish this or in order to get this notoriety or in order to be able to, to do this back here in secret, a habit or addiction, without anybody knowing. I anyway, the bottom line is they did not live as a person of substance a great deal of the time in their own eyes and belief when they get to the end of their life. And what they would give anything to be able to do is to go back and prioritize the correct things 
and live a life of substance and be a person of substance. Now, last time we're going to do this, I'd like you to take about another 15 or 20 seconds and just think of yourself from now on for the rest of your life living as a true person of substance. What would that look like? What would that feel like to you? Go ahead and do that. Okay. Probably the things you thought about are things like honor, integrity, uh, telling the truth, doing the best you can at whatever you do, being kind to people, um, being the same person inside as out. Uh, honestly caring as much about other people as you do yourself and your pleasure, pain, needs. Things like that, okay? Well, I don't have a magic wand, but you absolutely can start from where you are and start living as a person of substance and also heal the memories of the past when maybe you were not living as a person of substance so that those memories don't hold you back anymore. They don't tell you anymore that you are not a person of worth, great worth, and a wonderful identity, and accepted, and as good as anyone else in the world, that sort of thing. Okay? They, they, they support you. They, they, in fact, you've learned, you, you tend to learn something from them that takes you to a higher place in your life instead of them holding you back. Okay? Well, what I would love to help you with is to become that person that you just imagined yourself being. Now, for, for maybe for a few of you, that's the person you're being right now already. Well, that's fantastic. Just go keep doing that. But for probably eight, nine out of ten of people, you probably feel like there's some substance lacking in your life rather than being a person of substance. This is one of those things, this is one of those spiritual laws that I might say, uh, you'll thank me more later than you do now. You'll thank me more in ten years than you will in a month. You'll thank me more in twenty years than you will in ten years. Because this one just gets better and better and better and better. Alright, here's the basic concept. All true substance cannot be seen or touched. All true substance cannot be seen or touched. And all that is seen and touched is not of what is of first importance and how you become a person of substance. You don't become a person of substance by prioritizing what is seen and touched over what can't see, be seen or touched. Substance can't be, what is not of substance typically 
can be seen and touched. Now, you may be thinking, wait a minute, people can be seen and touched. Yeah, they can, but I'm not this physical body. That is not who I am. Alex is in this physical body, but this physical body is not the real me. The real me is inside that you can't see. My spirit, my heart, I I believe is going to live on forever when this body is long gone and done with. Okay? Um, So yeah, relationships are huge, but what you're prioritizing is not the physical body and appearance of the person, but who they really are inside. We get in trouble in relationships. That's when affairs happen and and, uh, violence and all kinds of things. When we start prioritizing the just the physical body. You know, you put on a few pounds or you're not looking so good to me anymore or I think I deserve uh, someone that's better looking than you or 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 whatever. When we when we prioritize the physical, that's that's when we get into trouble, okay? So that's a basic choice in life. Are you going to prioritize what can be seen and touched or are you going to prioritize what cannot be seen and touched? Which would, I believe, be in the spiritual realm. Um, a lot of you probably heard of a thing called the curse of the lottery. Uh, I saw a television special on it, actually. where And it's just absolutely statistically unbelievable how many people win the lottery and it totally destroys their life. And it's happened ever since the lottery started and over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And it's so tragic because a lot of these stories were people that were really pretty happy for decades. Then they win the lottery and their family gets destroyed. They lose everything. They're miserable. They become addicted to all kinds of things. A lot of times start having health problems. It's it's incredible. The last one I saw, which I loved, was a group of lottery winners getting together, almost like a support group situation, talking to each other about how we're going to try to help each other not have those things happen in our life even though we've got these millions of dollars, which tends to drive people insane, it seems. Okay? But, but, what does that tell us? It tells us that that a lot of the things that are seen and can be touched are also the things that you buy with money. And we tend to focus our life on that, even if we would answer if someone asked us, well, my, priori- my priorities are my family and God. and I mean, we might answer that, but is that how you're living? Is that what you're thinking about day in, day out? Is that what you're thinking about when you're off in the backyard on a walk, really not thinking about anything? Where does your mind gravitate to? to money, things that can buy, what is seen and touched, or things of substance, honor, integrity, truthfulness, people, etc. Um, you know how to tell which one you're doing if you don't know? Okay? And, and, and the choice is basically what you can see or touch or love with truth. That's, that's, 
That's the two ways. And you really can't do both at the same time because lots of things that involve um, money and stuff that money can buy, what you can see and touch, a lot of times those things are not love-based. Now, sometimes they are, but the path is really either one of those or the other. Okay, what can be seen and touched, money can buy, or what is love, joy, peace, uh, substance-based, integrity, honor, etc. Here's how you know which way you're which way you're living if you don't know. It's it's any it's experiencing emotions in the anger family. And there's a whole bunch of them, and a lot of you have heard me say this before. Anger, irritation, frustration, resentment, bitterness. When things do not go the way you had wanted them to go. If that happens to you once a year, you're probably on the love path. All right? If that happens to you three times a day, you're probably on the what can seen and be touched path. And I would guess feel like you are a bit of a different person inside than the image you're trying to present outside. Okay? Um, There's several things that can do this, that can make this change. Ultimately, it's a choice every single day which you're going to prioritize. And you need to be aware that you're making that choice because you're making it even if you don't know you have it or don't think about it. By what you focus, what you put your mind and emotion and and heart into. Okay? But um, if you experience something in the anger family on a regular basis, once or more a day, I would say, you may, be, you may get to the end of your life and wish someone had a magic wand so that you could come back and do it again to be a person of substance. Because anyone, everyone, can be a person of substance. Um, a transformational aha can do this. Um, after Hope kicked me out of the house, uh, there was about six weeks where I was really struggling, searching, angry, all kinds of stuff. But at the end of that six weeks, I had a transformational aha that kind of did this for me, what we're talking about today. Put me on the path of love. Uh, I started prioritizing those unseen things of substance, okay? And it wasn't with a lot of effort. People who have near-death experiences typically do that, all right? Uh, The great majority of them become a person of substance after the near-death experience, even if they weren't before. And it's like an instant reprogramming thing. But for some of the others of us, um, you got to do a little work. So I would say, first of all, just see if you can make that choice and decision and switch your priority from things that can be seen and touched in large amount, things money will buy or money itself versus love, all right? And to start choosing love. So when your feet hit the floor every morning, okay, I've got the choice today. Um, Things you can see and touch or love 
no matter what, let the chips fall where they may. And then all day long, keep carrying that intention where it never gets taken off the stove. It may stay on a back burner, but it never gets taken off the stove. My commitment and, and, and intention to live on that path of love. Some of you may try that and not be able to do it um, because you've got too much junk in you. And I've a lot of my clients have been like that. First of all, don't feel bad for that. I'm sure you come by it naturally and it's very, very common. So if that's the case for you, then uh, start using the tools we've talked about. Activating your vagus nerve regularly, turning it into a prayer, um, uh, dying grace at dying time, the miracle meditation, uh, get out trilogy or memory engineering. Sometimes those, those tools can do it in minutes or days or weeks, not months or years, and clean up some of that internal junk and then start making the choice and let that be your intention and put that thing on the stovetop never to be taken away. I am intending to live my life as a person of substance. The same on the inside as everybody sees on the outside. Evaluating my life, not by what others think, but by whether I am living in love, joy, peace, honesty, integrity, truth, uh, what is win-win-win for everyone concerned, what is best for others. Um, that's my intention. I'll fall, the, I'll fall off that horse every single day. I do, still today. No problem. G just get back on it no, and, and start again. All right? Here's what I think this boils down to for me. Um, three words. Maybe, maybe four. And if you're not driving or something, close your eyes. How does this sound and feel to you? Go do your best and add love to that. That's it. Go do your best and add love to that. Man, I think if, if you can make that your intention, when... In the morning when you start, at night when you go to bed, and all in between. And yeah, you mess up every day, but you get right back on that horse again. I'm going to do my best and add love to that. In every situation, I'm going to do my best in, in uh, having breakfast with Hope and conversation with her to support her and encourage her and help her start her day off right and connect to her, to make our love stronger and in harmony. I'm going to do my best and add love to have an interaction with both of my sons today. I'm going to do my best and add love in any teaching I do. I'm going to do my best and add love when I'm talking to people on the phone or filling out a report or writing on a book or anything and everything I do all day. That is my banner. That is what I put on my forehead as as my intention, okay, I'm going to do my best and add love to it. So, if you want to be a person of substance, to me, it really does boil down to that simple, a common denominator. Go do your best 
and add love to it. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day.